everyone, I hope you're all doing so well and welcome back to the Criminal Makeup Podcast. Each episode, we dive into the minds of some of the worst criminals in history and today we're going to be talking about the case of Dawson McGee. So Halloween is approaching, we're not that far away now, and I wanted to bring you this case on the podcast today because it definitely has a significant connection to Halloween. And that's because Dawson McGee was arrested and charged with murder on Halloween of 2011. But not only that, Dawson had a pretty disturbing obsession with Halloween masks. So this case definitely has a significant Halloween connection, but it's not the only reason why this case is infamous. It also became well known for the absolutely bizarre behavior that Dawson displayed during his police interview. Now, when I covered this case on YouTube, I was able to insert some video clips of Dawson showing this behavior, which obviously I can't do on the podcast. So I highly recommend at some point you go over to YouTube and watch Dawson. Dawson McGee's police interview because it's bizarre. I will obviously try and explain what is happening in the police interviews, but it's just not the same. You just have to see it for yourself. But anyway, let's get into the case of Dawson McGee and all of his strange behavior. This case is probably the most known, like not for the Halloween aspect. It just so happened to happen on Halloween. It's most known for Dawson's bizarre behavior in the police interview. Dawson was unaware that he was being filmed by a hidden camera. And you can see Dawson's behavior change like all of a sudden when a detective enters the room, but also when the detective leaves the room. You can see Dawson's behavior changes immediately. You can see it with your own eyes. It's really bizarre. I don't think I've actually ever seen somebody fake uh, symptoms like that before, but we're gonna get into all of that today. Dawson McGee was born on the 30th of August, 1985. Yes, another Virgo. I know, I can't believe it. So many Virgos on this channel. He was born and he grew up in the city of Manteca, California. Manteca used to be a small farming town, but over the years, as the Bay Area has expanded, Manteca almost became like a suburb of the Bay Area. And a fun little fact about Manteca, seen as we're doing a Halloween case, Manteca is actually known as the pumpkin capital of the world. I know. And I just thought that that was such a strange coincidence that that is the location of today's case. But Manteca is known for growing more pumpkins than anywhere else in the world, I think, which is just so bizarre. In Manteca, they grow 80% of California's pumpkins. I fell down the rabbit hole anything to do with pumpkins, I'm obsessed and I fell down the rabbit hole, okay? Dawson's parents were Thomas and Kathleen. They did meet in the Bay Area and they started dating when they were in college and it was kind of like, just like a love at first sight, very romantic. They fell in love very quickly and they were soon married. And not long after Thomas and Kathleen got married, they did move to Chicago and this was so Thomas could study. Whilst they were in Chicago, they did end up having two children, Justin and Colin. But then soon after, the family of four right now did move back to the Bay Area so Thomas could find work. So not long after they moved to Manteca, because that's where they did move back to, they had another child who was Dawson, who 
today's story is about. And he was born in 1985. And then they do go on to have another child. They had a daughter called Caitlin. And it's so confusing because the daughter is called Caitlin and the mom is called Kathleen. And the mom also used to go by the name Katie as well, as short for Kathleen. I'm just going to call her Kathleen because if I call her Katie, and Caitlin for the daughter. It's just going to get so confusing and I'm going to start calling them the wrong name. So Kathleen Thomas, they have four children now. And it was at this point that Kathleen decided that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And she was more than happy to make this choice. She didn't feel like she had to make this choice. She wanted to do this. And not only did Kathleen decide that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, she also decided that she wanted to homeschool all of her children as well. I'll take my hat off to her right now homeschooling and looking after the children and the household. Oh my God. And this is exactly what she did. She set up a classroom in her house. Like she did it all properly. She would do lessons. She would do like week planners. She would set homework. Like she was legitimate. Like she did it all properly and everything was going great. Like the kids were actually thriving at the homeschool, but there was one problem. You guessed it, it was Dawson. He could just never, ever focus on his schoolwork. And Kathleen tried many different things, like many different teaching techniques to try and help him focus. No matter what she did, she could never get Dawson to concentrate, to focus. He would always just seem to find something to distract himself with. Dawson was also a lot needier than his other siblings. He did take up quite a lot of Kathleen's time. He demanded quite a lot of attention from her. And... Uh, uh, this didn't go down too well with Dawson's siblings, uh, sibling rivalry and everything. Dawson would do quite a lot of things to rile up his siblings to get a reaction from them because the way Dawson saw it, it didn't really matter if the attention that he was getting was good or bad. As long as it was attention, he really just didn't mind. And Kathleen struggled with this for a while. So obviously his needs were different to his siblings and she just didn't know what to do. So she did decide to take Dawson to the doctors to try and figure out like, is there something else going on here? And this is when Dawson was diagnosed with ADHD. So when Kathleen found out this, it's almost like everything just clicked. Everything started to make sense. She was like, finally, we've got an answer. And once Kathleen found out that Dawson had ADHD, everything changed from here because she was able to manage Dawson a lot more. She found out like exactly what she should do to help Dawson. And from this moment on, Dawson started to thrive at his schoolwork. And then Kathleen did decide to to enroll Dawson into a public school to finish off his education. And again, Dawson thrived in this environment as well. And he actually finished high school a full semester early because his homeschooling had been so beneficial, like because it was going so well. Following high school, Dawson did enroll into university and he studied music. Now, Dawson had chosen music because he had a huge passion for music. Like I said, for a lot of his childhood, a lot of his growing up, he did struggle in school. He struggled to focus. He struggled to concentrate on just anything apart from music. Music was his outlet. It was what he was so passionate about and it became a major creative outlet for Dawson. And after graduating college and getting a degree in music, Dawson wanted to find a job in music. However, this was in 2009. So literally right after the recession, which hit a lot of people hard, it became really hard at this time to find a job in 
pretty much any industry, but especially the more creative industries like music. And after some time searching for his dream job in music, it just didn't work out. And Dawson didn't end up getting his dream job. He still did get a job in music. He got a part-time job as a music teacher, but it wasn't really what he wanted to do. That's not what he thought of when he wanted a job in music that just wasn't for him. And he couldn't help but compare himself to his other three siblings who were all very high overachievers. And this did have a huge effect on Dawson's mental health, so much so that the people around him were starting to notice. He became even more closed off because he was already quite a closed off person. And just in general, interacting with people became really, really hard for him. And eventually this did end up with Dawson quitting his part time job as a music teacher and then this resulted in him having to move back in with his parents. So when Dawson moved back in with his parents, Kathleen, the mom, was absolutely thrilled. Her motherly instincts kicked in. She was thrilled to have one of her children back and she began to dote on Dawson and she gave in to his every need. She pretty much did everything for him. However, even though Kathleen was thrilled about Dawson moving back in, let's just say not everyone was thrilled that Dawson had moved back in. And one of the people that were not thrilled that he'd moved back in was Thomas. That's his dad. Thomas just didn't like that Dawson was really taking advantage of his mom, taking advantage of his mom's caring nature because his mom pretty much did do everything for Dawson. And Dawson knew this and he took advantage of it. I mean, she literally did everything. She cooked, she cleaned, she tidied, she did his laundry. I can imagine she probably even made his bed. And this is a grown ass man we're talking about here. Dawson was literally like a teenager again. He would just leave dirty dishes around, cups everywhere, and just expected and even demanded his mother just clean up after him. Dawson expected his mom to cater to his every need. And Thomas, the dad, which I feel like I've got to side with here, was not happy about this. His dad just felt like he could at least do some chores, you know? Like I assume, I don't know because I couldn't find this out, but I assume he was probably living there rent free. So at least you can do some chores, you know? Others also thought that Dawson should at least go out and get a job, like do something. But Dawson had no interest in getting a job. All he was interested in was sitting around doing nothing, making his mom do everything for him. So the situation went on like this for a few months with Dawson living in the family home, treating his mom the way he was. And throughout the whole of this, Dawson was just becoming more and more of a recluse. It's said that he hardly ever even spoke to his own siblings. And as he was becoming more and more of a recluse, he was telling Kathleen that he was also suffering from severe anxiety. And as well as severe anxiety, he was also hearing voices and seeing hallucinations that he could not control. And he did go and visit a psychiatrist because of this. And he was diagnosed with a psychotic disorder. But we don't know like what kind of disorder, like it actually is not known, it's not being made public. So he was diagnosed with something, we just don't know what. And he was placed on medication because of his disorder and he was encouraged to keep a journal so he could write his thoughts and feelings down, get everything out and hopefully this would help with his anxiety and obviously the voices and hallucinations. Dawson also started to self-medicate with marijuana. However, this was probably not the best idea because in Dawson's situation, it made everything worse. The marijuana made 
his hallucinations worse. It made the voices worse. It made his anxiety worse. Uh, it just made everything a hell of a lot worse. But Dawson didn't stop. He carried on using marijuana. And remember that I said that Dawson was obsessed with Halloween masks? Well, it's around this time that Dawson becomes obsessed with Halloween masks, but also just horror in general. He started watching horror films obsessively. And I mean, obsessively. That was just pretty much all he did, like nonstop, all day. He would watch films like Friday the 13th, Halloween, and friends and family like didn't think anything of this because you know what, there's nothing wrong if you have a little horror obsession. Like they just thought that that was his thing now. He did seem to go through phases of different obsessions and they were just like, this is just what Dawson likes right now. But Dawson wasn't just watching these films. He also started to dress like some of the characters which I'm sorry, is just truly terrifying. Like he would actually dress like Jason in the overalls, hockey mask. Like he would just dress like that and walk around. And I just want to point out that he would do this at any time of the year. It wasn't just Halloween that he would do this. And his biggest inspirations were Jason, of course, but also uh, Michael Myers, which um, both truly terrifying. And his brother, Colin, uh, had the unfortunate experience of bumping into his brother, Dawson, when he was dressed like Jason or Michael Myers in the dark. Oh my God, can you imagine? I, I couldn't. I, I would be terrified. It was clearly on the night. Maybe he'd gone up to use the bathroom or something. Colin was just walking around his parents' house in the dark and he literally walked into Dawson dressed in his little outfit and his mask on and it wasn't Halloween I'd be like time for me to move out I'm going I feel like I just need to point out as well that he wouldn't just do this at home he would dress like this in public he would just walk down the street with a Halloween mask sometimes he would just drive around in his little outfit as well can you imagine at some traffic lights and you're pulled up and you look at the car next to you and Jason is sat in the car next to you I'd be backing up. I'd be getting out of there. I'd probably run out of the car. So there was an incident where Colin and Dawson had gone to the cinema. They were seeing a Halloween film at the cinema, whatever Halloween film it was that year. And during the film, Dawson got up. I think Colin just assumed, oh, he's going to the toilet or he's going to get like popcorn or a drink or something. But quite a while passed and Colin was like, where is my brother? Like he's taking a very long time. Like what is going on? And he starts looking around the movie theater or cinema, if you're British. And he looks around and he looks to the back of the theater and he sees his brother in a Halloween mask just sat there. And I just think like, is all of this just for attention? Because we know that Dawson does a lot of things just for attention. He doesn't care if it's good or bad attention. He just wants attention. Is it just attention? Like, is he just attention seeking right now? Or is there something else going on? Because obviously he has been diagnosed with a disorder. I think that's the strange thing about this case is that there is not many explanations to some of the bizarre behavior that goes on. So Dawson's obsession with Halloween and also horror was becoming pretty obsessed obsessive at this point. But something else that was kind of concerning were Dawson's journal entries. As we know, he was encouraged to keep a journal by his psychiatrist, but his entries were pretty disturbing. He wrote about his hallucinations becoming darker and darker, and also that he kept seeing demons appear in front of him. He also believed that there were demons hunting him down. There was even one time where Dawson, just in the middle of the night, ran out of the house 
in his pajamas and it was because he thought that there was a demon after him. So when he ran out in the middle of the night, he actually ran to a friend's house and he was frantically banging on the door of this friend's house to let him in so he could get away from the demons. So the friend does let Dawson in and it's just said that Dawson was very chaotic. He was very frantic. He couldn't like speak straight. He was saying that he was so terrified because these demons were chasing him. And again, we don't know if Dawson was exhibiting this behavior just for attention or did he actually think that demons were chasing him? But Dawson's strange behavior did not stop there. So recently, Kathleen's brother, so Dawson's uncle, had been suffering from Parkinson's disease. After Dawson had spent some time with his uncle, all of a sudden, he started to develop the same symptoms of Parkinson's, such as shaking and stuttering. However, his siblings noticed, uh, probably a few other people as well, but his siblings noticed that Dawson would turn this behavior on and off like a light switch. It's like up until now, I feel like we can kind of feel sorry for Dawson and feel like, oh my God, like, is he actually experiencing these hallucinations? Is he hearing these voices? Like, oh my God, that's terrifying. But now that he's developing, developing these symptoms of things like Parkinson's disease, I'm kind of like, this is clearly for attention. And that is exactly what Dawson's siblings thought as well. They thought that Dawson was just doing this as a cry for attention, which if he is, is a problem in itself and that needs to be looked into as well. And apparently Dawson would do things like this as well when he was younger. It does appear that Dawson was just mimicking his uncle's symptoms to get attention from Kathleen because Kathleen's brother was obviously suffering from Parkinson's disease. She was looking after him and that possibly didn't go down too well with Dawson. Unfortunately though, Kathleen didn't see it like this and she believed that Dawson's symptoms were real. So she did give in to this and she was showing him attention. Even though Dawson's siblings were trying their hardest to make Kathleen see that Dawson was just manipulating her, but she is his mom and she didn't see it like this. However, things did start to change when Kathleen started volunteering and working with victims of abuse. So she went on this course, which, oh my God, what a coincidence that she went on this course. And this course was how to teach survivors on how to recognize when they are being manipulated by their loved ones. And I was just like, well, Kathleen definitely needed to go on that course, that's for sure. And when she was taking this course, Kathleen started to slowly realize oh my God, that is what Dawson is doing to me. And she also started to realize as well that by her actions and by giving in to Dawson all the time and giving him everything that he wanted was probably making the whole situation 10 times worse. So Kathleen kind of started to take a different stance with Dawson. She stopped doing so much for him. She started to take a little bit of a firmer hand. And as we can imagine, this did not go down well with Dawson. And Dawson started to lash out about this. He wasn't liking this at all. He started to refuse to do anything around the house. And I'm just like, Dawson, you weren't doing anything anyway. So that doesn't exactly mean anything. And Dawson and his dad, Thomas, got into a huge argument. And this argument did get a little out of hand and the police were even called. And when the police came out, Dawson 
probably thought that he could manipulate the police, which thankfully he couldn't in this situation. So when the police arrived, Dawson started to plead with the police. He started telling them, please tell my dad that he can't kick me out. Because I assume that in the argument, Thomas probably threatened to kick Dawson out. And Dawson was just like, you can't kick me out. I'm your son. You can't do that. And I would love to have been the police officer in this moment because the police officer was just like, uh, yeah, he can. It's his house. He can actually do what he wants. It's actually not unreasonable for you to live in his house and have to do chores, Dawson. And in this argument, Kathleen actually sided with the dad, Thomas, and not her son, Dawson, which, as you can imagine, did not go down too well because normally Kathleen always sided with Dawson, but this time she didn't. And this time she told Dawson, you know what? You're gonna need to start pulling your weight around here. And then to make matters even worse, Caitlin, who is the sister, moved back in with the parents. Now, this was early October in 2011 and Caitlin had moved back in with her parents because she was getting married and she wanted to move back in with her mom so she could spend some time with her prepping for the wedding. But this meant because Caitlin was getting married that she was getting all of Kathleen's attention which is obviously something that Dawson didn't like. Caitlin had noticed that her brother was just always in a foul mood and he actually flat out refused to speak to his sister Caitlin at all. So then that brings us to the weekend before Halloween 2011 which is where the tragic events of today's case take place. So during that weekend, Thomas was away from the family home. He was on a trip for work. Caitlin was on a retreat. So she was also away from the house. So in the house, it was just Kathleen and Dawson. Kathleen started off her day by going to church with her eldest son, Justin. She had also made plans to pick up her daughter, Caitlin, from the retreat. And then at around 4 p.m., she spoke to her other son, Colin, on the phone. They just spoke about normal things like what they'd done for the day, what they'd had for dinner. But unfortunately, that phone call with Colin would be the last conversation that Kathleen ever had. So after she had finished cooking dinner, she went upstairs to get ready so she could go out and pick up her daughter. However, when she turned to leave her bedroom, she saw a man in a doorway and he was dressed in a Halloween mask. He also was holding a kitchen knife in his hand. And of course, it was her son, Dawson. Dawson McGee then stabbed his mom a total number of 10 times. All of these wounds were in the neck, chest and abdominal region. And this was such a frenzied attack. It was filled with so much rage. It's said that eight out of the 10 stab wounds were so severe that they would have been fatal individually. At around 5pm, so this is just after the murder, Caitlin did call her mom to ask her to pick her up from the retreat, but obviously Kathleen didn't answer the phone. A few minutes after Caitlin made that call, she got a call from her brother Dawson and he was just phoning her up to ask her how she was. And she was like, uh, this is weird. And she was just like, why are you phoning me to ask me how I am? You don't ever phone me and you don't even talk to me. Naturally, Caitlin asked about their mom. She asked like, where's mom? Like, I need her to pick me up. 
what's going on. And Dawson said that he didn't know where their mom was, but he did know that her phone was broken. So that was probably why she wasn't answering her phone. Caitlin had no idea what was going on. She phoned her mom a further three times. She also left her a voicemail, hoping that her mom would get back to her. And then at around 6 p.m., she got another phone call from Dawson, which again, so weird. And Dawson was just like, oh, I spoke to mom earlier. She asked if I could come and pick you up from the retreat. So that's what I'm going to do. And Caitlin was just like, um, okay. Like this was even stranger than the phone calls because Dawson never, ever did anything for anyone. So the fact that he was coming to pick her up, the fact that he was being selfless, that was weird. But Caitlin was just like, um okay, I kind of need to be picked up, so I'm not going to put up a fight. Yeah, come and pick me up. And when Dawson arrived to pick up his sister, he was in an unusually good mood. I mean, we all know what he's just done. I don't know how anyone can be in a good mood after that, but uh, Dawson was. He also asked Caitlin if she minded accompanying him on a few errands that he had to do. And she was just like what the hell is going on? I've spoken to my brother twice on the phone. He's now picking me up and now he wants to spend time with me running errands. This is weird, but she agrees to go. But I don't think she realized exactly what they were doing because they spent an hour driving, I think in the opposite direction towards Sacramento because Dawson wanted to meet his marijuana dealer. But Dawson kept going the wrong way. He kept getting lost. He was just acting as if he didn't know where he was going, but he made this trip quite often. So he did know where he was going, but we'll come back to that. And then when he got out of the car to meet his dealer, he vomited everywhere. And then he got back in the car and they headed home. And Caitlin was just like, what the hell? is going on. Caitlin and Dawson arrived back at the family home. It was around 11 p.m. And at this point, Caitlin was really worried about her mom because she hadn't heard from her all day. But Dawson was like, oh, don't disturb mom. I know she wasn't feeling too well earlier on. And she said that she just wanted to sleep all day. So don't disturb her. Mom's probably asleep. So Caitlin believed this and Caitlin just went straight to bed. So basically, if you hadn't realized, Dawson just did his errands and everything and kept going the wrong way just to keep Caitlin out of the house for as long as possible. So when they did arrive home, it was too late and Caitlin would just go to bed um, and Dawson would be able to hide his mom's body for a little bit longer. So the next morning, Caitlin woke up. It is now the morning of Halloween 2011. And the first thing that she wants to go do is see her mom. But Dawson appears out of nowhere and he's like, don't bother mom. I saw her earlier this morning. She's still not feeling well. She wants to like stay in bed for a little bit longer. And then he says, oh, I've got a few more errands to run today. Do you want to come along? And Caitlin just found this really weird. She was just like, again you want to spend time with me again and she agreed to go with him and i suppose that she was just a bit taken aback by all of this because dawson never spoke to her he never wanted to spend time with her 
So the fact that now he was talking to her and wanting to spend time with her, I can imagine she was maybe intrigued by this and that is why she agreed to go. But yeah, Dawson and Caitlin now leave the house and they go and run errands. And then when they get home from running the errands, Caitlin again wants to go and see her mom. This time Dawson doesn't get in her way and she manages to get to her mom's door. She tries the door, but it's locked and she's like, why is this door locked? And she's so worried right now because she hasn't seen her mom in days at this point. Her mom is also diabetic, so she is extremely worried right now and she phones the police. And I can imagine initially they probably thought that they were gonna walk in on maybe a medical emergency. I cannot imagine that they thought that they were going to walk into a murder scene but that is exactly what happened. And the police asked Caitlin, who was the last person to speak to your mom? Who was the last person to see her? And in Caitlin's mind, I think things are starting to click right now because she's like, oh my God, it was Dawson. And the police knew that they needed to find Dawson ASAP, but he was nowhere to be found. So they put out an arrest warrant for Dawson. They also tell patrol cars to look out for his vehicle. And eventually at half one in the morning on Halloween, Dawson was located in his vehicle. He was pulled over and arrested and taken into custody for the murder of his mom. And it was at this point that Dawson's bizarre police interview took place. Police took him into a questioning room and they left him there on his own for a while. However, what Dawson didn't realize is that he was being filmed by a hidden camera. And as soon as a detective entered the room, Dawson's behavior instantly changed. Dawson all of a sudden started making strange movements with his hands. He started stuttering exactly like the Parkinson symptoms that he was mimicking earlier on in the story. And the detective starts asking Dawson like what happened? What happened to your mom? Like trying to get this story out of him. And Dawson was just acting oblivious, like he didn't have a clue what the officer was talking about. Um, we're talking about what happened to your mom. What happened to my mom? Well, you tell me. People called me and said something happened at home to mom. They were very, 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 very bad. Mm -hmm. what, what, what happened to my mom? Well, that's what I'm asking you. What's well, so, um, well, was your sister home this weekend? Wait, did, 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 did I suppose I'm supposed to have an attorney? If you want one. Am I supposed to have an attorney? I shouldn't cross an attorney. Well, that's up to you if, you if you'd like one. But, I mean, we'd like to talk to you. Um, I suppose that you're supposed to have an attorney. Do you want to ask for an attorney? Yeah. Okay. And Dawson keeps up this act of being oblivious and doing the hand movements and the stuttering and all of that until the detective left the room. So when the detective left the room, all of a sudden Dawson switches back to his normal behavior, which led a lot of people to believe 
that Dawson was faking these symptoms. And a lot of people believe that he was faking all of these symptoms so that he would be able to put in a defense of insanity and receive a lesser sentence. But following this interview, Dawson was charged with first degree murder. He obviously pled not guilty by reason of insanity and he went to trial. Dawson's defense team said that when Dawson attacked Kathleen, he actually thought that he was attacking a demon from one of his hallucinations. However, the prosecution argued that Dawson knew exactly what he was doing and they believed that Dawson's actions after the murder proved this. The way that Dawson had tried to hide the body for as long as possible for the way that he was constantly distracting Caitlin, taking her out for errands and all stuff like that, trying to prevent her from going into the mom's bedroom. The prosecution believed that all of this proved that Dawson was actually sane at the time of the murder and knew what he was doing was wrong. An impartial expert was appointed to assess Dawson and to assess whether he was sane at the murder and the expert argued that Dawson was legally sane at the time of the murder. However, ultimately it was up to the jury to decide whether Dawson was sane or not and it took them a whole week to decide but ultimately they also agreed with the expert witness and they did find Dawson legally sane however they found him guilty of second degree murder instead of first because the jury believed that the murder was not premeditated. So Dawson because he was found guilty of second degree murder he was given a sentence of 16 years to life in prison and he will be eligible for parole in 2020. Eight. What? I know, like six, seven years away. What the hell? And that is the case of Dawson McGee. And I just found that whole interview with him pretending to have symptoms uh, was just so bizarre. I've never seen anything like that. And it actually hasn't been proven that Dawson was faking those symptoms, but mm, it kind of seems like he was. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think he was faking those symptoms? I mean, just the fact that he was able to turn on that behavior on and off tells me that he was faking it. I mean, obviously Dawson was suffering with his mental health, but it did seem like in that interview that he was putting that on like... I don't buy that at all. But it's not up for me to decide whether he was faking it or not. And I actually don't really like to say that anyone is faking mental illness because there is such a stigma around mental health, which there shouldn't be, but unfortunately there is. And then when you get people like Dawson come along, who it does seem like he was faking symptoms of a mental illness, it's just very damaging and it's not helpful at all. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much everyone for listening today. There are no updates on the Dawson McGee case. And if you enjoy the show, it would mean a lot if you could leave a five-star review. In the meantime, if you've been affected by any of the themes in this episode, please take the time to look at the description for this episode for some helpful resources. Special thanks to my producers at Audio Boom Studios and I'll see you all in the next one.